All right, let's get to it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look who I found. Vinny's back. Hey. Oh, <laughs> oh. I don't. Lovely. Enjoy that noise from me. It's been like a fucking couple weeks now, huh? Um, has it? Well, you were you were on a couple weeks ago. Feels like eternity. <laughs> you were on a couple weeks ago. Uh, you had limited time, but we talked about the Spider-Man show with Andreas a few weeks ago. Welcome to Fan Speculation, by the way. CJ Palmisano. Vinny Carini, motherfucker. <laughs> this is your first time <laughs> listening. Uh, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for bearing with me last week. We hope you all had a happy and safe Thanksgiving when uh, I was flying solo talking about Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about episode three of Hawkeye. We're going to talk about all the craziness that went down with the Spider-Man No Way Home yes. Uh, ticket pre-sales. Just like Thanksgiving, when you stuffed your fat face, we shall stuff your fat mind with <laughs> Marvel content. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you pay for. Actually, you don't pay for it. It's fucking free. Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, we... Unless you'd uh, like to pay me, please. Yeah, please pay us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we have that to talk about. Uh, new footage of the book of Boba Fett. Hell yeah. Is going to be... Uh, it has been released soon. Ignore that noise. We've got more shit to talk about. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be main the po- uh, main section of the podcast. Uh, so far, uh, Hawkeye in the beginning, um, we were texting just uh, yesterday at the time of this recording that you were telling me you hadn't seen it yet, but you were saying your brother said that he liked it, but he wasn't overall impressed. Before this, you saw this ep- third episode, which we're about to mm-hmm. talk about. What was your overall opinion of the show so far? You know what it is, CJ. I just don't like being misled. I just don't like being lied to. See, the way the way. Marvel advertised Hawkeye. They made it look like it was going to be a Hawkeye show. They even named it fucking Hawkeye. Okay? Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. I I get it. But she ain't Hawkeye yet. Okay, not yet. Name it fucking Kate Bishop. I mean, that's not... (laughs) Or just name it Bishop. That's... that's Well, first of all, if you say Bishop, then everyone's going to think, oh, the X-Men Bishop. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this is to... As we've seen, this is clearly to build Kate Bishop as the next iteration of Hawkeye. Listen, everybody, Marvel's got a fucking agenda, and it's named the Dark Avengers. Well, mm. yes, the mm. Dark Avengers are coming, as we can see. Um, but they're also building the Young Avengers, which we've been mm. seeing with Kate Bishop, Billy and Tommy Maximoff, a.k.a. Speed and Wiccan from the, from the mm. WandaVision show. The teenage versions of them are, are supposed to be appearing in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Really? Kate, yes. Uh, we talked about this quite some time ago, about a, about a potential oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. leaked... Uh, what should we call it? Uh, the, the video you, you send in as an actor. Uh, I'm blanking on the word right now. Uh, oh, the... Uh, um my sister would know it. She's what the an actor. Fuck's it called uh, audition tape. Exactly. That is exactly what I was looking for. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yes, an audition tape of someone who appears to be playing as Tommy. Uh, Kid Loki is apparently also rumored as a potential young Avengers member. You know, wow. also the the kid from Iron Man three who we saw at the end of Avengers Endgame coming to Tony Stark's funeral. Iron Heart. Not those are two separate people. Uh, Ironheart is a different character entirely, uh, but also potentially maybe a Miles Morales Spider-Man in the future. See, I could appreciate that, but just bring him in on his own. Don't give me no dark. I don't see. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on this whole Dark Avenger team or young Young Avenger team. Listen, you might not be sold right now, but eventually you will. The storytelling that Marvel does... It's got to have a good, good it, villain. Yes, it's carefully calculated, and I'm sure when the Young Avengers finally come... We will be excited for it. Yeah, I mean, hell, at, at the press panel for Hawkeye, uh, Haley Seinfeld, who uh, Seinfeld, who pl- 
Seinfeld? Stein, I think Steinfeld, actually. Gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> who plays Kate Bishop, was asked about the Young Avengers. How old is that girl? Uh, she's got to be around our age, in her mid-20s. Right, got to be. And then I could say she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's she's, a young, she's about our age. She's a good-looking girl. She, yeah, she's cute. Um, so Kate Bishop, well, Kate Bishop, Haley Seinfeld was asked at a, the Hawkeye panel event uh, about the Young Avengers. There's a picture, a few pictures that show she turns to Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige gives her a look of, don't you fucking say anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to beat her ass. Anyway, we're here to talk about Hawkeye. So, yeah. Um, this episode... Has been my favorite episode so far. Yeah, definitely. They I, really stepped agreement. it up. Yes, they did. So a lot happened in this episode. So we learned about uh, Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo. Now, yes. I'm going to give a brief description on Echo for those of you who don't know. Uh, and I kind of talked about Echo a little bit last year. Uh, last year. Last week. But um, what we learned is that Echo is... Um, she is deaf. We see that in the episode. Uh, she, in the comics, she, uh, her father, uh, apparently owed Kingpin money or was an enemy of Kingpin. Something happened where Kingpin kills her father. But before he, before he does it, he asks, uh, Kingpin to watch over her as his dying wish. So she doesn't, you know, she's not alone. Strangely enough, Kingpin accepts this request and takes care of Maya. This is the comics. This is the comics. Okay. Um, so Kingpin thinks she's mentally handicapped and she's uh, and she's disabled. So he sends her to a school for for a similar thing for other kids. Uh, turns out, no, she's brilliant. And when he finds that out, he sends her to a school for the gifted. As we could see in this episode of Hawkeye, you know, she was taking uh, Taekwondo or karate, or whatever they have you. Yeah. Uh, she's very. She was. Uh, it cuts to 2007, and she's in a classroom, and the teacher is giving a lesson. Mm-hmm. But Maya is able to figure out all of the words in the little paragraph passage, passage that they need to write, and the teacher is very impressed. And we meet her father. Um, we later find out that Maya's father was involved with a tracksuit gang. Yeah. And Ronan was the one who killed them. Now, Ronan being Hawkeye's alter ego when he was, you know, grieving over the loss of his family in yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So... He kills them. We, we, uh, the track, the tracksuit mafia has, they're bad guys, and now Maya wants revenge. So, we we see that Clint and Kate are set up in a an old KB Toys warehouse. I got a good kick out of that because I used to love going to KB Toys as a kid. Mm. Remember the one over in Carney? I just had a radical theory. I'm sorry, it just popped in the mouth. No, up go in ahead. As you know, the the end how the ending of this episode went, which CJ is going to explain very shortly. But um, essentially, you see Kate Bishop's new stepdad with Ronan's sword mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. As you know, Echo is looking for the Ronan. Yes. What if Hawkeye and Kate Bishop frame the stepdad to be Ronan and get Echo to go after him instead because he's a skilled swordsman? They could do that, and he's currently he's not going to let the sword go by uh, by any means, unless Hawkeye takes it from, which he probably totally can. I but could. Kate Bishop might come up with the idea to frame his his fucking ass. I could see that coming from Kate. If anything, probably be to be something where to get a good laugh out of her. Um, if anything, it could be unintentional as well. Like they could be. They could see that happen. Like in the next episode, like we could see Echo inter- infiltrate Kate Bishop's mother's penthouse. And think that Jack is hot is Ronan, but really he's not, and it just could be happenstance. Yeah, and I like that, and it'll make sense to Echo because they obviously like kind of played dumb when they were hostages, mm-hmm. 
right? And then Echo will think that they were trying to protect him in some way. That's very true. And maybe when, Echo take maybe Echo takes care of the stepdad. They don't even have to worry about it. And then, you know, Kingpin comes in at a later time with Echo. Mm-hmm. And that'll be like the next season or something. So going back into the episode is that in the beginning we learn about Maya's life, Echo's life, um, and that her father, when she dro- when he dropped her off to her karate class, he said that Uncle will be here later to pick you up. That's Uncle King, motherfucker. So after the, fa- the father had you know gotten up from and hugging uh, hugging Maya, we see a man. We don't see his face, but a bigger man. You see a fat in, fucking hand in a black suit fat with fuck. his hand <laughs> pinches Maya's cheek a little bit. Can't she, move. She smiles. And then it cuts to him, uh, her, and Terrio having a have a little sparring match. Probably the only time a girl ever smiled at Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Come on, Vincent, he's great. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, he, no, great. he is. He is good. He good. He so, looks like every old Italian that came out of London. He's so great. <laughs> so yes, the big theory is is that Uncle is Kingpin and Kingpin. It's obvious. And Kingpin being Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Daredevil Netflix yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this a while ago, according. Jesus Christ, excuse me. We're drinking here. Um, according <laughs> to Spider underscore Leaks on Twitter, that Kingpin is going to be in the Hawkeye series and that he'll be appearing in a few episodes. Now, there's six episodes in this in this, uh, in this this little mini-series, and we've already gotten three. So we're halfway through. So Spider underscore, underscore, Spider underscore Leaks was reporting that we'll see Kingpin in the after-credits scene of episode four and he'll be a part of episodes five and six. Now, we don't know if that's going to be confirmed or not, but after seeing this episode, I've, Kingpin is definitely going to show up. Definitely. I mean, we've talked about Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil in No Way Home. Episode four would be the first episode that has a uh, that has an after-credits scene, so be on the lookout for that. I would have to... I mean, I don't know if it'll happen in the after-credits scene, or it could be the closing shot of could episode be, yeah. four. Could I could see a closing shot of episode four. Maybe save the after-credits scenes for five and six. Just fucking everybody, make sure you look for the, look after the credits. Yes, for for the following four or five episodes. Always, always look after the credits for a show, Marvel show or movie. Um, so we've seen uh, Kate and Hawkeye escape the the area. We learn Hawkeye is very very hard of hearing, not deaf. Uh, where he claims that Ronan was killed by Black Widow, and Echo in her sign language and her interpreter is saying, very, very uh, interesting that you don't know, that you know who killed Ronan, but both people who in the incident happen to be dead. Isn't mm. that a little convenient? So Hawkeye is able to escape the the bars of the little, the seesaw thing, or the, 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 the kitty ride thing, and he fights Echo. Echo is a, uh, knocks out his hearing aid and dis- and squashes it. And it's funny because we get this back and forth banter between Kate and Hawkeye throughout the rest of the episode, and he can barely hear anything. I can't hear you. You got to drive. And he's like, we're not smashing a 78 Charger. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which it, it ended up getting told anyway. Yeah. Um, but we saw the trick arrows. Kate was shooting uh, explosives onto the one of the trucks, which the tracksuit mafia guy is also a moving company called Trust a Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust a Bro. I'm like, oh, God. Um, we're going kind of all over the place, but... Echo Maya has suspicion that Kate or Hawkeye is is the Ronin. Is Ronin. And she's right on one of them. Ronin is is Hawkeye, as we know as the viewer. Yeah. Um they eventually were able to escape the game. They end up going, I think, probably to the Brooklyn Bridge. They hop over and they're able to get catch a train, go in there, and it's, it's, obviously as MCU goes, there's some funny banter as well where she's mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, 
uh, oh man, we gotta take out the dog. He's been cooped up in there all inside all day. And then Hawkeye's like, you know, you really are good at that. You're a really master archer. I think you're a really good job. She's like, wait, really? Oh wow! Now remember, Hawkeye's hearing aid is destroyed. Yeah, he it's can't crushed. hear. Shit. He can't hear. And it's like, wow, that means a lot coming from you. And like, you think we should take the dog out? Yeah. Yeah, he's been cooped up all day. We should probably go take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> so they go take care of that, and we get a pretty emotional scene where Hawkeye. We're really hearing what he's hearing, and which isn't much. Yeah. He he thinks he's on the phone with his wife, but he's on the phone with his son. And Kate is telling Hawkeye what his son, his youngest son, Nathan. Uh, excuse me, Nathaniel is saying, and she's writing it down, and you can see the emotion, and it's it's a little sad. It's a little sad. He's like, you know, he loves his he loves his family more than anything, and he just wants to be back home, and he doesn't want to disappoint them, mm-hmm. and and he's afraid, you know, and he's not hearing his own kid's voice. It breaks his heart. Luckily, the hearing aid was able to be fixed, uh, and they go over to a restaurant where uh, Hawkeye pretty much tells Kate, you know. If you're going to choose this, if you're in this life, you're going to lose a lot of things. A lot of things you're not going to be prepared to lose. And that's just how it goes. I also love the little nod for the old Hawkeye uh, costume, the classic Oh, yeah, Hawk- what she draws for him. And he's like, uh, that, one, I'm designed to be a ghost. What I was trained for. Two, if I wore that, my wife would divorce me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I prefer Hawkeye in this iteration of in uh, oh, b- yeah. because dude Hawkeye I, from the comics looks like a fucking goon. I, I always I never thought the Hawkeye costume was cool. Yeah. I always thought it was so stupid. But the it's even, it's even like the it's like even like the original Loki costume. I mean the original Loki costume is very similar to the MCU. Which I don't mind, but the yeah. Hawkeye costume is is lame. It's it's so lame, which is why I always preferred his uh, more of the Ultimate uh, Avengers look that he has, which is similar to what he has in the comics. Okay, uh, in, in this in the MCU, I should say rather. Um, we fast forward over, and uh, Kate and Hawkeye need to get dirt on the Crackstreet Mafia, and they need to get find something out going on with Jack. Mm-hmm. They break into the penthouse. And Kate tries to go on her mother's computer to try and get dirt on one of the uh, mafia guys. And we see Clint is suspicious, goes into the room, and then Jack, her Kate's soon-be stepfather, pulls out the Ronin sword and says, don't move. The other thing, by the way, we see a conversation between Echo and her interpreter when they're trying to leave the KB Toys warehouse. Mm -hmm. They are talking, and he is telling her that, look... You, this is da- this is too much commotion that we're making. We're supposed to be kept silent, mm-hmm. and we're making too much noise, and saying that Uncle is not going to be happy about this. And he said, "Your father was always put his gang before his person. Like, well, who's in charge here? You are. That's right. Fine, fine, Ronan. Then we cut to the the penthouse scene, and then the last scene of the show. Overall, this was the best episode of the show so far. Now." Where do you think things are going to play out? You already kind of gave you a little bit of a theory, but how do you think things are going to play out as far as Kingpin goes? Um, it, It's like what's rumored to happen. He's going to show up in the next episode or two, and he's probably going to end up being the main villain in the series. I don't have to think so, because the Tracksuit Mafia, I believe in the comics, are officially affiliated with Kingpin. And... We've been saying this for so long about so many other character, so many other actors who have played classic characters before the MCU, like Charlie Cox, Daredevil slash Matt Murdock, Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin, along with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield returning as Spider-Man for Spider-Man: No Way Home. 
D'Onofrio has, he's never been shy with saying how much he loved playing the character and how much he would love to come back and be in a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. That's another thing we need to talk about. Tom Holland getting more Spider-Man movies. Hell yeah. Good thing I remember that. I literally remember that on this podcast as we're speaking. Uh, We'll get to that in just a quick second. Um, I think we'll probably see Kingpin in the next episode. I think we're probably going to see... I want to say it's, it's got to be the closing shot. It's got to be the yeah. closing shot. Like, you know, maybe Echo, maybe she captured Hawkeye or maybe she she was just wasn't, maybe the gang failed and he comes and he looks very disappointed and angry. Um, I, I just see like this, this shot coming up where like he's in a chair or like, you know, and the chair turns around and he's got a, he's got a glass of wine in his hand or he's standing with the cane that's just like, just so menacing looking and so, so intimidating that he did didn't in the daredevil show. Um, the other question is to believe that for those of you who saw black widow, Yelena Belova, uh, black widow's sister, she was told by. Valentina Contessa, who is the one to be leading a potential Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts new group, that Hawkeye is the reason for uh, Natasha's death. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this show is really stacked already if Kingpin is truly the villain. Do you think that maybe with Yelena's potential involvement, which according to IMDb, she's supposed to be involved with like four episodes. Mm. Do you think that might overshadow her whole thing? She's going to come in in how many episodes? Well, according to IMDb, four. Because here's what I'm thinking. I feel like she'll be somewhat of a um, of a problem for Hawkeye. What if she shows up with that bitch from fucking Seinfeld? If she shows up with Valentina? Yeah, to, to recruit Kate. Um, That's an interesting theory. Yeah, I think I, that's I th- what that's going to happen. I don't think she's going to be a villain in the show. I feel like she should, Valentina that is, should show up more often to really solidify this whole Dark Avengers group. Now, I don't think Kate will be a part of the Dark Avengers. Are the Dark Avengers supposed to be bad guys? Yes, I believe so. I mean, they're like an anti-hero group. Hmm. Um, You know, like Norman Osborn as Iron Patriot was leading them at some point. So there's, yeah, there's been a lot of people in and out of the Dark Avengers. Um, I don't, maybe, that's another theory I have, is that, what if in, like, No Way Home, you know, we're obviously getting Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin returning, but what if the Norman Osborn we get in the MCU is becomes Iron Patriot? I would like for him to kind of go the route of, like, the, the Spider-Man PS4 video game where he's the mayor of New York and then maybe eventually go to the Iron Patriot thing. Mm. Um, that's what I pers- personally would like to see. I just don't um, understand how that can fucking happen. I don't know. It's but gotta be an episode on what if. Maybe, but but the comics he is he is Iron Patriot. It's not Rhodey. Rhodey is not Iron Patriot. Uh-huh. Maybe Norman Osborne could show up in uh Armor Wars, which is the show Rhodey is getting in the future, where people are trying to steal Tony Stark's shit, which honestly is every single Iron Man villain. Yeah. Uh but overall I, I think I feel like Yelena will probably be a thing where she does try to fight Clint and she fights Hawkeye but he has to explain to her what happened and then eventually at some point she will let up Hmm. or here's another interesting take what if Yelena and Hawkeye do fight Yelena wins and she's the one who brings him to Kingpin and now that would be interesting because you know get the guy who killed your sister and get paid for it Mm -hmm. that's how Kingpin operates yeah for sure um 
overall, I'm I've been enjoying Hawkeye. I from the beginning, I felt like yeah, it's it, definitely a feel good show. I'm liking it. I'm honestly liking it a little better than Falcon Winter Soldier, to be mm-hmm. honest, because the story makes a little more sense rather than with the um, the kind of like all over the place thing with the villains in uh, in Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier was more of a serious show. Uh, it had its feel good moments with the banter between Bucky and Sam and, and shit like that, but it was definitely a more serious show because they knew you know they had to do right by Captain America. I feel like this is this is definitely a lot of feel good stuff and funny stuff. Well, it's also Christmas. Yeah, also yeah. So Hawkeye is a Christmas show. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Which also I don't know if you read this, but did you hear about people getting pissed off because there was not enough Jewish representation in the show? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's an article I actually read. Like. On Thanksgiving, I read it. If you're a Jewish person and you listen to this show, let up. If you have a problem with it, I don't, I don't even know. If it's, look, that's the thing. I don't even know if it's necessarily Jewish people who are mad about it. Again, this is a thing where we've seen it before in other parts of life, other parts of walks of life, where you, where we see some some people getting mad about something, and really, it's not a big number of people. It's just their voices are just really, really loud, like the whole Dave Chappelle thing. You know, we might get a little, be a little controversial here, but I don't know why people... The Hawkeye would... show is not controversial whatsoever. No. The Chappelle thing is somewhat controversial. Oh, of course. Somewhat. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. is like, why are you looking for something that isn't stop, there? We need to stop appeasing people and just start punching people in the face. <laughs> we need to bring that back. Punch people in the face, 2022. <laughs> I, Fuck I, your feelings. I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I think Marvel does... An incredible job making mm-hmm. sure that every walk of life feels good, and there's something for everybody in the MCU. Like literally, in, yeah. there is something for everybody. Like you know, I wish we could pay Ricky Gervais to talk to people whenever they have a problem like that. <laughs> Ricky Gervais would be like, "Fuck off!" Like his Golden Globe speech last yeah. year. Get, I want to listen to that every day. It lives so lives in my good. mind rent free. It's so good. Yeah, he tells every actor in the room to shut the fuck up, and I love it. You could tell which ones were like, huh? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And guys like Adam Driver was loving it. Oh yeah, because he just doesn't give a shit. He's a marine. Yeah. That guy's a marine. That's right. He's a former marine. He's a fuck. Well, listen, once a marine, always a marine. Yes. Thank you, Adam Driver, for your service. Thank you, and for your not giving a fuck. Yes. <laughs> Ricky Gervais literally said, "Come up here, grab your little fucking award, and get the fuck back in your seat and shut your mouth." I loved it. So I, I love that too. So, and that, my point is, like Disney and Marvel, they they show different overall themes of their shows. Like WandaVision shows mental health and depression. Yeah. That is the overall theme of the show. Wanda is not grieving Vision's death. She is not moving on from Vision's death. She's mm-hmm. trying to create a fake reality where her and Vision have a family, which is not healthy. She needs therapy. Falcon Winter Soldier was about Sam as a black American being feeling guilty, given the mantle of Captain America from the man himself, and he still doesn't want to do it. And the whole world is still making him feel like, nah, you can't do that. Meets Isaiah Bradley, and they, excuse me, seeing what they did to him. But in the end, he's like, no, it's the reason, it's because of those reasons why I need to do this. Yeah. So there are different representations of all walks of life in these shows. Don't look for something that isn't there. Yeah. I mean, it's the holidays. It's Christmas time. They're going to capitalize. It's a Christmas-themed show. I'm sorry to all Jews that listen to this, but it's not a Hanukkah-themed show. No. You know what I mean? If it was a Hanukkah-themed show, fine. 
But I don't, even if it was a Hanukkah-themed show, I don't think anybody who celebrates Christmas would fucking complain about it. I don't think so either. And again, I don't even necessarily think it's Jewish people who are complaining. I think it's just a small minority of people who have very loud voices. Hey, how come Italians don't have a problem with the guy Fetty Wap? Tell me why. Wap was a derogatory term for Italians in the in the uh, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. You get called a Wap, called a Guinea, things like that. Yeah. Fetty Wap. That's essentially like... Fetty N-word if the guy was, you know. Yeah, pretty white. much. That's that's what it is. You know, how come nobody's got a problem with that? I don't know. There it's... you go. How about I got a problem with it? Pay me millions of dollars. <laughs> That'd be nice. We could All right, let's we, do it. We could have this podcast stream let's make more some to more money. people. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's but do you, it. You know what they'll never take away? Your free speech? No. I mean, hopefully they don't. America's name. America was named after an Italian. Yeah, Marco, Marco Vespucci. That's right. Do your fucking history. Columbus didn't discover shit. Get it. He didn't discover shit. He Get accident. It. He was looking for. He was looking for India and discovered America. Went the complete opposite fucking direction. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off tangent here. Sorry, it's okay. It happens sometimes. It's, hey, it creates good banter. I um real fast. Uh, everybody, look up the Armenian genocide. It's worse than the Holocaust, and not in any textbooks. Sorry. Continue. Both are terrible. <laughs> Both are terrible, but know your histories. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, we'll go. We'll go through uh, the Hawkeye episode. Uh, I overall, um, there's more intrigue now with me and Hawkeye. I was, um, I'm very much the. I was, I'm, I'm Leo DiCaprio and Django. Like, well, first you had my attention, but now you have my curiosity. <laughs> That's me right now in Hawkeye. Like, you had my attention. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like. Ooh, who's Uncle? Hell yeah! Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> Uncle Kingpin. Uh so uh, yeah. Th- I, I, would you agree this is the best episode so far? Fuck yeah, dude! How funny would it be if it's Uncle Iroh? <laughs> Uncle Iroh. I don't know. Just Avatar? Popped, in, popped into my fucking head. <laughs> Rob Trainer still wants. I it's. I don't. He might not want to anymore. At some point, I remember when we first started this podcast, he wanted to come on and talk about Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah. I told him on like. When we started, we were like mainly a pop culture podcast, and I feel yeah. like at some point we should because I love Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, they just keep fucking rolling out shit for us to talk about every week. So what do you, you know? I know we're. I mean, we mainly cover Star Wars and and Marvel. Any other other shit going on? I mean, hell, yeah. the fourth episode of this podcast was a tribute to DMX. That's the, true. The intro, the first, the first, <laughs> the first, the first yeah, the first twenty minutes. We tri- <laughs> it was just me and you going. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we DMX like died like a few days prior when we did that episode. See the best they looking like they need a rest. <laughs> anyway, moving on because we have other topics to talk about. Uh, we got to talk about Spider Man No Way Home as is tradition with this podcast. Um, gonna talk about the absolute mess it was trying to get tickets. Oh, forget on, it on early Monday morning. Thank you, Andreas. Yes, for your, Andreas, your tribulations. Th- thank you, my friend. You were able to not only get the tickets for myself, Vinny, and you for our showing of the your mo- patience the is great, young one. But <laughs> you were able to get the tickets for myself, Vinny, and our significant others, our girlfriends, yes, to go see it on yes. the 16th. The will is strong with this one. Yes. Uh, so we appreciate you, my friend. And funny enough, he he texts me. He actually puts tags me on the Instagram uh, story 
on his Spotify rap, uh, our podcast is the number one podcast he listens to. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty fucking cool. We love Hell yeah, hell yeah. And Fred texted me today actually the same thing. He's like, I haven't listened much, but your podcast did show up as my number one podcast, and it shows like the raps, how much time you've, you've put in. Uh, Fred has listened to two episodes, so a total of 127 minutes. Wow. Uh, I, I think he he doesn't have Disney Plus, so he, he doesn't follow too much. Mm. Um, but anyway, let's continue with the the mess that was Spider-Man No Way Home ticket sales. What is this, episode number 32? I don't even know. I can't even... There's over 30 episodes for sure. Yeah, we I think we hit 30, like, two Ladies weeks Ladies and ago. gentlemen, we have over 30 hours of content. Yes, that is true. Well, some of these last, like, hour and a half or so. That's right. Hour and 20. So, mm-hmm. yes, over 30 hours. Buckle up. Uh, so, we see... Um, <laughs> late late Sunday night, early Monday morning, um, myself and Andreas in our two different parts of the country are trying to get tickets for No Way Home. Now, here's the thing. I've been saying for the past few weeks now, maybe the past month, that Spider-Man No Way Home is without a shadow of the doubt the most anticipated film in all of movies and all of cinema ever. Not just superhero movies or sci-fi or any of this genre that we, that we co- cover on this podcast. Ever. Okay. Now, some of you might be disputing this. Some. Some of you. And to this, I will say, what other movie that's that's not a Marvel movie, that's not a Star Wars movie, or just any movie in general that has had this amount of hype and excitement around it? Because I'll explain this to you. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh, I can't necessarily say. Which which Lord of the Rings was that? Which movie? Which the last one. The, the third la- one. Okay. Um, did Lord of the Rings ticket sales break the internet? I don't think social media was as big as it is now. Back then, okay. If like I think Facebook was around. Okay. Instagram and Snapchat did not exist. Okay. MySpace was probably bigger than Facebook when it came out. Okay, that's probably fair. Now the Lord of the Rings fan base is massive. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I am. I have not seen the movies, but just because I have not seen them doesn't mean that they are not credible at all. Oh, it's, my God. It, it is a huge, huge epics. Fan. Yes, it is a huge franchise. Now, I will say. I don't think movies and cinema has been as big of a buzz and a money-making thing as since the superhero oh, movies came once in. Once No Way Home it comes out, it's going to be fucking legendary. It, so, might be, it might even be bigger than Infinity War. It's bigger than both Infinity War and Endgame. Because here's... Here, let me explain to you my whole process trying to get tickets the other night. And I wish Andreas was here so he could talk about this, but maybe he'll come on soon. We'll see him soon. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So I'm on my computer at like 11.30 on my, on my PC. And I'm just sitting there. I'm listening to some music. I'm actually listening to the uh, the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man theme song, getting myself hyped up and ready. Um, uh, actually, my girlfriend's texting me. She's like, "Oh, did you get tickets?" I'm like, "I'll be getting tickets soon." I tried getting tickets on AMC on Fandango. It fucking took forever. Andreas FaceTime me, and we're talking. And well, actually, I called my girlfriend. I'm like, "She's like, oh, you want to bag get tickets?" I'm like. I don't know when the fuck I'm getting these tickets. Like, it's taking me forever. I'm like, like my queue says like 35 minutes, 40 minutes. A vert, uh, online queue to get tickets on AMC. Andreas FaceTimes me and he's showing me what he's doing. You have like a 10 minute window to get your get your tickets. And he was like trying to pick the seats. And when he did, it said, oh, sorry, error. The, those weren't available. 
It kept happening over and over and over again. Fandango's ticket times didn't actually come up until like an hour after midnight, like one in the morning. And even when I tried picking t- sites uh, times for, for Fandango, I would pick four tickets for the for you, me, Amanda, and Ash, mm-hmm. and. It's like, oh, error. And then like, oh, please select your seats. Nothing was available. But then when I refresh the page and I pick four seats, nothing. Like, it was so You know what that fucked. makes me worried about? It was so fucked. When we go to see this movie, I guarantee there's going to be somebody sitting in our seats unless we go ridiculously early. Um, I don't if know. somebody's sitting in my seat for this, I, I've, as you were speaking just now, I blacked out in anger and I don't even remember what you were saying. Here's the thing. That's how I, angry I'm going to get. Andreas did not get these tickets on Fandango. He got them on AMC. Now... Here's another thing. When I, when Ashley and I got the Endgame, the, that's another thing. He Endgame did not have this problem. No, I know. It did not crash the servers of both websites. So Endgame, like I remember Ashley and I bought the tickets you're for listening End- to this podcast and you're sitting in my fucking seat. Come time to watch <laughs> this movie. I'll fucking end you. Please don't promote killing on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, Ashley and I bought the tickets on for Endgame when it came out. Like, I think the day, like, or the day after the tickets went on sale, and we got for like an eight o'clock showing on Fandango. AMC Fandango had too many times available for Endgame, and there was a seat issue where like other people were sitting in other people's seats. Like, uh, yeah. you're in my seat. I bet it's like, well, we got the eight o'clock show, but this this is the theater that it's in. Well, I got the nine o'clock show, and this is the theater that it's in, and these are my seats. Like, we almost ran into that issue. People had to come into the theater like, guys, there's a seat issue, but like, no, y'all fucked up in putting this times. You you advertised too many times for this movie. It's a three hour movie, mm-hmm. so. I think hopefully they rectify this, but yes, definitely. When we go see the movie on the sixteenth, we need to get there early. Fuck yeah! We need to get there early to make sure we don't run into this issue. And Andreas was, and him and I, him and I were talking. He was showing me everything, and eventually he was like, "Listen, if you need to go to bed, go ahead. I have to stay up late anyway. My parents are flying in, and I gotta go get them." Oh, nice. He's like, "I will text you in the morning of if I succeeded." Or if not, and he's like, and if I didn't, then in the morning, you should definitely be able to get tickets by the morning because the servers should be more online by this. Mm. I woke up the next morning with a text from him at 3.30 in the morning, my time, his time, about an hour behind us. And he's like, fucking finally paid him the money right away. And we're going to see Spider-Man knowing home the 16th, eight o'clock. Fucking a thank you. Cheers to Andreas. Bing bong. Thank you, my dude. What is that, by the way? Bing bong? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, it's from that that uh, Coney Allen interview that I showed you. Oh. The one where he's like, it's a fucking hard hat summer, yard. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's what it is. All right, anyway, getting through that all that bullshit. Th- th- yes, this movie is absolutely groundbreaking. And there was a little known, there was a little fact being showed from Daniel RPK, who is an insider in Hollywood and breaking scoops and everything. He uh, retweeted this, and I'm going to find it right now. For the uh, someone tweeted out the the pre-sales for Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh, Eric Davis, he's a verified Twitter user. I'm not sure where he's from. It's uh, that guy from Fandango and Rotten Tomatoes. He's uh, I talk about movies, shows, interview stars, and pizza nerd as I've seen on TV. Uh, I've never heard of this guy before. Oh, he's uh, anyway. He's not Asian. I don't know if I said he's Asian or not. He's a white guy. It says just in Spider-Man No Way Home had the biggest. First day pre-sale at Fandango since Avengers Endgame. It only took two hours for it to break the 2021 record previously held by Black Widow. 
Other films it topped include Avengers Infinity War and both The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. That is the biggest movie ever at this point to me. In the modern day age, Like this, this is without a doubt the biggest movie, Spider-Man movie, superhero movie. Which, speaking of which, Amy Pascal of Sony confirmed... This is not going to be the last Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Oh, for sure. Even though we figured it wasn't going to be. He's still a young kid. That's what the teaser at the end of Venom was for, guaranteed. Yes. We are getting, according to Amy Pascal, three more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies in the MCU. She says they are not done working with Marvel. This Spider-Man is not done being in the MCU. And we're getting three more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. That is a record six solo movies. Tom Holland will have a Spider-Man the most out of any superhero in the MCU. Is Tom Hardy on IMDb or whatever that website is for No Way Home? I did not look. But after, that, after the teaser, but, he should have been added if he is. If he isn't, that means that at least one or two of those movies is going to be uh, Spider-Man versus Venom. Well, that's the other thing we need to talk about, is Venom is included in this whole thing. Or we get a Spider-Man versus Venom. They end up teaming up at the end of the movie to fight another villain come the second movie. That Venom is a very important thing we need to talk about. Now, some of you might be disappointed by some of this news, and it kind of contradicts what happens at the end of the Venom, Venom Electric Carnage post credit scene. So apparently, a while ago, it was being reported that Tom Holland's Spider-Man will be in contact with the black symbiote suit as the post credit scene for No Way Home. And that was all the information we knew at the time. I don't remember the, the Twitter user, Reddit user at the time that, that broke this, but this particular person was breaking scoops and was 100% accurate. <clears throat> so apparently, after the movie, presumably when everything is done and Doctor Strange is able to send the villains back to their universes, Venom and Eddie Brock go back to their universe as well. However, now some of you will be like, oh, well, what's the point of that? What was the point of bringing Venom into the MCU if they weren't going to use him anyway? Here's the reason, apparently. Venom and Eddie will go back, but a portion of the black symbiote stays in the MCU. Now, looking at Vinny's face, he's like, hmm. So, in turn, at some point, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to come in contact with the black symbiote. What are your thoughts on this, Ben? I think a new Eddie Brock that's in the MCU's universe is going to be revealed. That's not Tom Hardy. Or they're going to use Tom Hardy as a different variant. And he's not that's true. Venom yet. That's true. They could use. They could still use Tom Hardy if they wanted to. But as we learned from the Venom movie, when, when a piece of Venom comes off of him, mm-hmm. it's not a duplicate of Venom. Yeah. It's like a child of Venom. Yes, that is true. It would be like a spawn. Yeah, like, so, like, so it's going like to be a car- diff- Carnage was a spawn. And exactly. Then, and then what's his name? The, the the detective. He becomes in the symbiote who's a spawn of Carnage. I can't remember his name either. We talked about him when Carnage, Venom and Let There Be Carnage came out. I can't remember. But, uh, but yeah. if that's the case, they need to like come up with something. Or maybe, maybe that... Uh, that symbiote becomes a problem for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom Holland knows nothing about the symbiote, but he's already met Tom, Tom Hardy and uh, and Tom Hardy's Venom. Maybe he still has some type of uh, ability from when he gets, uh, you know, Doctor Strange's magic in, in, into his suit. 
and he's able to travel to his universe, maybe to bring Tom Hardy and Venom into back into the MCU to fight whatever symbiote comes from comes from this. That is also a very good theory there because when I first read about this and watched a video about this on YouTube, I did not think about the fact that when pieces of like Venom's uh, body, the symbiote, come off, it's a new it's a new symbiote because yeah. symbiotes uh, reproduce asexually. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. That could that could be true, and maybe we get a, a brand new symbiote into the MCU. A part of me likes this idea, but a part of me doesn't like this either. A part of me likes this because if the black suit is going to be coming, and if it is, if they're just going to go like, well, it works differently here, the different universes. Yeah, can have maybe like, maybe we don't even get maybe we don't even get a new a new Venom villain. Maybe we just get Black Suit Spider Man. Maybe, but Black Suit Spider Man later the the symbiote later becomes Venom. I would hope maybe I, I you see because Tom Hardy said a while ago that. He wouldn't be doing his job if his version of Venom wasn't fighting Tom Holland's Spider-Man at some point, or if they didn't interact at some point. I feel it makes like good sense. Daniel RPK is a is the one who we're reporting on this, and like I said, he is an insider on Hollywood, and he is very very accurate when it comes to his reports. So, could he be wrong? Yeah, I mean, some of the best reporters are wrong. I mean, something that you think is going to happen, and then Marvel could swoop in and just change it and swerve everybody. I want Marvel to just buy Sony already. I mean, maybe they just I think they're just buying their time. Disney at this just point. fucking buy Sony. Stop it. They, Stop this madness. They, they, I think they're just biding their time, waiting. They can, uh, uh, they, they so they can just you know buy Sony, takes the rights to everything, and sell it cheap like a whore. <laughs> anyway, um, a part of me wishes this is true, but a part of me wishes that it's not true. A part of me wishes that it's not true because I, I personally love. Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Venom. Yeah, best best I, Venom combination. He's just he's so good. Um but I feel like a portion of Venom because Venom we see he's not in the he doesn't have the white spider on him like he yeah. like he does in the comics. I feel like we could see that if like a piece of Venom attaches himself to Tom Hardy uh, to Tom Holland's Spider-Man that way the, the white spider does get on there just for a second, and then that way Disney and Marvel can sell more action figures and more toys. Um, you know what the thing is, though? There's nothing that ties Venom into a spider. No, it doesn't. In the current storyline. So maybe... Who, hey, maybe... Because the writers can write whatever they want, and we can only speculate off of what we know from previous comics. Like, for Venom to get... Let's say the symbiote that stays in Tom Holland's universe becomes another version of Venom, another like a variant, a variant, and it has the white spider because it touched Spider-Man first. Okay, you know what I mean. Let's say, let's say, uh, you know, a a piece of Venom gets on Tom Holland, and it's an acceptable host, and we get a copy of Venom okay. with the white spider on his chest. Okay. And then Tom Hardy and that Venom go back to their timeline because Venom exists in in Tom Holland's. I like that. That could work. That could work. But it's up to the writers. It is up to the writers. You know, like I said, we can only speculate off of what we've seen in the past. But Kevin Feige did say that the post credit scene for Venom Let It Be Carnage was a team effort between the Spider-Man No Way Home team, Marvel, Sony, everyone working for Venom. Like, that was a team effort to get that to work together. I feel like this could also be a way to swerve people and to make them think. For those of us who like who watch this stuff religiously or, or follow it religiously, 
to kind of like make us think that it's not going to work. And maybe, who knows, maybe, maybe Venom himself sticks around. Maybe Tom Hardy's Eddie, uh, Eddie Brock. And Venom. Maybe. Maybe they get separated and then Venom attaches himself to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And then we see Venom go over to the Eddie Brock of the MCU. And then we can maybe it's still Tom Hardy, maybe it's a variant of Tom Hardy and somebody else who's playing Eddie Brock into the MCU, and do it that way. Yeah. Personally, I just want to see Eddie, uh, this Eddie Brock and this Venom still be in the MCU. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's we we're getting three more Spider-Man movies. Presumably, this is going to be the Spider-Man of his college years. Okay. All right. So. This is going to be when Tom Holland said that we'd be getting new uh, when we when we next see Spider-Man after this movie, it's going to be different. We've been following him as a kid, as a high schooler. Now we're going to get into the college years of Spider-Man once we get these three new movies. Is Spider-Man going to be in the Multiverse of Madness? I don't think this Spider-Man will. I don't think Tom Holland will be in Multiverse of Madness. I remember reading something outlandish that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man could be in Multiverse right. of Madness. So I think I mean, from, Sam, Sam Raimi is directing multiverse. So. From No Way Home, and you're going to like this. From No Way Home, I believe that Doctor Strange is going to explain to Tom Holland that va- there's a variant system to this multiverse. Apparently the word variant isn't used in the movie, from what I understand. Well, whatever they're going to call it, right? Different versions. Yeah. Once Tom Holland enters his college years... If he knows about the variant system, maybe he finally meets one of the Osborns while he's in college. Harry Osborn. And he and he gets the Hobgoblin. What's funny is my buddy James was texting with me sometime last week. But, uh, but I'm sorry. Here's the twist, though. Oh, okay, you weren't done. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Tom Holland is about to fight William Defoe's Goblin. Willem. What? Willem. You say William all the time. It's Willem. Willem Defoe. It's not William Defoe. No, it's Willem Defoe. Well, fuck him <laughs> and his fucking fucking weird name. All right, stop being a half-assed William. All right, you're fucking full William to me. <laughs> fucking Defoe. Fuck. Oh god. Sorry. Out <laughs> am I? <laughs> All right. Will I am Defoe? Will I am Defoe? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland knows that that there is a goblin. It's fucking Osborne. That he's gonna keep that in his mind. It's not like his mind, his memory is gonna get wiped after the after the movie. If he goes to college and meets another Osborne, he's gonna recognize that that has potential to be another Goblin. Yes, that's what's gonna be the kicker in the movie. Tom Holland's gonna be looking over his shoulder the whole time he knows Osborne, and he's probably gonna make friends with him, and become close with him to watch him become Goblin so that he can become prepared for it. That's a very good theory. I've been reading. Big it, bug. It's... Fuck you. Will I am the foe? Will I? <laughs> Can't wait to see. Like, can we make that a meme? Will I am Defoe? Will, just put Will I am's face on Green Goblin. I can't wait for that to catch fire. Will I yeah. am Defoe? Or, or like William Defoe's face from the lighthouse, just with Will I am's face. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I feel like Will I am on Green Goblin's body would work better for a meme. You saw the lighthouse, right? No, I actually never. Oh, have. dude, you're fucking up. It's one of the best A24 movies I've ever seen, just because it's like taking acid without taking acid. I just know the scene where like Robert Pattinson like 
like disclaimer beat, i've never taken acid nor do i know what it's like he for he beats the fuck out of a seagull where he kills it oh yeah yeah, and yeah. people put different music over it like, oh it's fucked up it's like, so fucked. like someone uh, one of the funniest ones i saw was they put crawling in my skin from lincoln park <laughs> crawling in my, then he's beating the shit out of this fucking seagull <laughs> yeah there's Dude. so many great videos of that Dude, but so right after that scene William Defoe's character in the lighthouse he's like I've seen you sparring with the girl <laughs> bad luck leave him <laughs> leave him be I gotta see that anyway so um, yeah my buddy James was texting with me uh, like a few days ago or sometime last week about how like the a potential post credit scene like I think we're gonna get two for sure like one could be this very well this thing with Venom the other is Peter Parker is finally going to college and he's finally getting ready to do his thing, and then he is sitting down. Uh, he's you know he's looking for a place to sit. He sits down, as a, and then the class is pretty much full. A kid runs in, and he sits next to Peter. He's like, "Hey man, do you mind if I sit next to you? I can't really find it." It's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Definitely Harry. Yeah, he goes. He's like, "I'm Peter." Oh, Harry, Harry Osborne. Fuck. But the the thing prior is that Andrew and Toby are warning Peter that their best friend Harry Osborne turned evil and tried to kill them. See? Which he's like, all right, well, I don't know Harry Osborne. And then you see that scene. It's like, Harry, Harry Osborne. And then you just hear and go, what the f? And it cuts just like far from home. Yeah, I love uh, which that. I would like that. I would love for Harry Osborne to be in the MCU at some point. Bring back uh, Franco. No, he's too old. Fuck it. He's too old. Franco's timeless. Fuck James Franco. Bring in his brother. Dave Franco looks just like him. He's just a little more fucking weird. He's I think he's too old too. He's got to be at least thirty now. Dave Franco, he's not in his mid twenties. He's got the kid's got to be in at least in his mid twenties. Mm. Just like just like Tom. All Holland. right, fine, fuck it. So that, that's what I think. I think Harry Osborne will be coming soon. Um, another one could we possibly see a thing involving Miles Morales yeah. because Miles Morales is involved with the Feast uh, homeless shelter. And is, is Static, Aunt May works there. Is Static Shock DC or Marvel? Static Shock is DC. All right, fuck it. Continue. Hey, that's a great show, though. It really was. That is a great... Po- positive message. That is a great, great show. I love Static Shock. One of my favorite uh, shows growing up as a kid. Yeah, I remember the uh, episode where his buddy gets killed in a gang fight. His buddy gets killed in a gang fight. Because like, the rival gangs and they're shooting at each other and Static Shock couldn't show up fast enough and like one of his best buddies from school gets ends up getting killed. I think I vaguely remember that. It was a fucking tough show for kids. Let me tell Wasn't you. Wasn't it could be this different episode I'm thinking of, or it could be the same where like a kid got bullied. He brought his his dad's gun to school and he shot. He tried Dif- to shoot d- the, different episode. Okay, shoot. Tried to shoot the bully and he shoots Static's best friend Richie. Yeah, Richie survives, but yeah. like it, it promotes gun violence. There's a lot of death in that show. Well, not promotes gun violence, but it makes kids aware of yeah. gun violence. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great show. Any if you have if any of you have kids, listen to this. Definitely have them watch Static Shock. Yeah, definitely have them watch Static. Amazing, Shock. amazing show. Um. Or if you've never seen Static Shock and you're an adult, watch Static Fucking Shock. Fucking educate it's, yourself, loser. It's great. <laughs> um, I, I think reference. I think Harry Osborne could possibly come in an after credit scene. Or I think what's more likely is probably Miles Morales because Miles Morales has already been uh, referenced in the MCU mm-hmm. uh, because we met Aaron Davis, the Prowler, who is played by uh, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Chadish Gambino, by his rapper name, uh, where Spider-Man uh, webbed his hand on, on, the, on the car and he said, look, you said... If anyone's gonna shoot, shoot, shoot me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, that's pretty ballsy. I don't want those weapons in my neighborhood because I got a nephew who lives around here. Aaron Davis is the Prowler, and Prowler is Miles Morales' uncle. Mm-hmm. So I think. You remember, it, wait, you remember the kid? Remember that show? Everybody hates Chris. Yes. Remember the actor who plays Chris Rock? Yes. That would be a perfect Miles Morales if he wasn't older now. 
I can tell you who's an even better one. Okay, I'm ready. The kid from Stranger Things. Oh, that's right. He'd be a great Miles Morales. Yeah, great, great. Same caliber. I don't even know if I necessarily want like a big star actor, but even just even getting an unknown would be fine too. Yeah, give me an unknown fucking guy. I mean, that's what Tom Holland was. Nothing like originality. Tom Holland was an unknown actor. I had no idea who this yeah, kid look, was. Now he's Nathan Drake. Now mm-hmm. he's fucking Spider Man. Yep. For those of you who don't know who Nathan Drake is, Uncharted. He, he's the Uncharted main character, and he's going to be uh, in the Uncharted movie that's coming out. Yeah. Now, so, this is kind of, it's kind of odd uh, if you've played Uncharted because the first Nathan Drake isn't as young as Tom Holland is. Well, obviously, they want to use him for a long time. Of course. Because there's like fucking, how many, f- four Uncharted? There's four Uncharted, yeah. 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 I never actually like got into that game series. It's not, not for they me. should use J. Jonah Jameson, the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons, as Sully. And they aren't. I think Sully is going to be Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. I, I don't know. Look, again, I... So, I for those of you that also don't know, I'm sorry, CJ, to cut you off. It's okay. But Sully is like... He's like... He's like if... Imagine your grandfather had his kids at a young age, mm-hmm. and he's like old enough to still beat the shit out of you, but <laughs> smoke cigars, balding <laughs> on the top, like he's got the monk haircut and a gray sheriff's mustache, and only wears Hawaiian shirts, jeans, and guns. Isn't Sully a little fatter though? Yeah, he's a little he's a little hefty, but he keeps up with Nathan Drake. John Candy, if he was still alive, would have been a great Sully. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been. He would have been perfect God for re- that. God rest his soul. Or even a John Goodman. Oh, John Goodman would be great. John Goodman would be great, Sully. He'd be so good. Just just give me John just give me John Goodman's character from fucking uh from uh Big the Le- Big Lebowski. Lebowski. <laughs> when he pulls out the gun, he's like, You're over the fucking line. <laughs> God damn it, Nathan. It's not about the goddamn Chinaman. <laughs> I've seen like bits and pieces of Big Lebowski. Dude, you got to watch that whole fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Getting off topic here. Anyway, so I think we can, it's safe to say that new, ca- I think a new character will be introduced into the after credit scene. I think it's more likely we'll probably see uh, Miles Morales be introduced in the MCU because apparently, according again to Daniel RPK, is that the runtime for uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the movies that apparently at one point at one point I've read that they come in like an hour and a half into the movie and that their screen time is like 25 and 21 minutes respectively 25 for Toby 21 for Andrew um I personally look I I think this movie should definitely be more about Tom Holland and his oh, struggles in the movie and I don't want Toby and Andrew to it's overshadow still, yeah, that it's still Tom Holland's movie it is his movie but I still think there should be enough time given for the nostalgia of Andrew and Toby's Spider-Man. Like I was just watching, like you know, the first Spider-Man movie last week, and I, I'm gonna be like, which by the way, for this podcast, we we want to do rank the Spider-Man movies before No Way Home comes out if we can. Uh, and I'm watching those movies in preparation for this list. Um, but I would say, who would you rather see them introduce if in an after credit scene? Would you rather see them introduce Harry Osborn or Miles Morales? Miles Morales. Yeah, I would agree. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Get the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. He'd be great. And then just bring back some old villains, maybe. Bring back Vulture. Michael Keaton recently said that he's coming back to film stuff for Vulture on mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel asked him, what are you filming for? He said Vulture stuff. He didn't spe- specify what movie. Do you um, you remember the song that Post Malone did for the Miles Morales movie? Yeah, Sunflower. Yeah, I would love I would love for like great, the after credit scene. For Miles to pop in and then like, and they play that song. They play that song in the oh, background. That'd be so How fucking good. great would that be? Oh, that'd be so good because that is owned by fucking Sony. Yes, they own the copyright to that. Oh, it's so oh, I love that song. That's what actually got me into Post Malone. Honestly, that yeah. that song and that movie. Anyway, for the last few minutes of this podcast, we're gonna talk about the book of Boba Fett for the time we have remaining. The book of Big Dick Fett. You mean Big Dick Fett? 
He comes in there and he's like, look what I got under this combat robe. Jabba ruled with fear. I rule with my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say respect. And, you know, it'd be with the fucking, uh, with, with his voice. I rule with my cock. <laughs> you sound like Tony Montana. Jabba ruled, Jabba ruled with fear, you know me? Huh? Okay? I rule with my fucking cock. All right? My cock and my cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna stop moving Al- death, to, death sticks to just move, move fucking blow. Al Pacino is Boba Fett. Just a few weeks ago, we said Al, that Boba Fett is the Godfather. You say leave the blasters, take the cannolis. Oh yeah, this yeah, time yeah. he's fucking Scarface. <laughs> he, he walks in the job stuff. These fucking cockroaches, man. No, not cockroaches. Fucking wolf brats, man. <laughs> Oh god, this is getting up tough. But to get back into the book of Boba Fett, yes. you know what I think's gonna happen? Go ahead. I think he's gonna come in, take over, and then we're gonna get Obviously, the, yeah. Right, and then uh somebody who we're gonna recognize from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's gonna be yet, but somebody from Return of the Jedi is gonna be in Jabba's palace and he's gonna say to Boba Fett, I saw you go into the Snarlack pit, had you survive? And then that Bo- is Boba Fett's going to be like that's a funny story, and then we're going to get the flashback to how he. Survived. We actually did see in the newest footage of the tr- of the teaser for Boba Fett. It's like a thirty second clip. We did see Boba Fett in like a tank with water with a breathing apparatus. Yeah, a back his- to tank. Back to tank. Okay, I couldn't remember the name of it. And so obviously somebody saved him. He, like whether I don't think I think he got out on his own. I think he got out on his own too. But I think he was probably so weak that he fainted. Could it have been the Jawas, or the Jawas probably just stole his armor? Yeah, Jawas, they're, they're greedy little fucks. They probably just stole his armor. You mean like he escaped and passed out outside the pit? Yeah, and I think the Jawas probably stole his armor, and then someone else saved him. Maybe we get, maybe we get, what's his face coming back? Cobb Van? Yeah. I don't think Cobb Van is the one, I, I hope I hope he returns, honestly. I hope he's returning. Great character. Great character. But I don't think he'll be the one to actually like save Boba. What's that guy's um, name? Fucking... Who? What guy? The guy who plays Cobb Van Dam. Cobb Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> he's essentially Cobb Van Dam. Uh, you mentioned him a while ago, and you said pretty much his character is like the Tom, same character he had. Like he was like a western. Something, he was a Timothy Elephant. Yes, Elephant. He's great. He smokes a lot of weed. Does he really? He's fucking. He's burnt out, dude. <laughs> he was on Jimmy Kimmel, I think. Yeah. And they were like asking him questions. He's like, "Why, man? <laughs> why, he's like, man? "Why are you even asking me that?" <laughs> He's like, can I go home? And he like showed up in like t-shirt and That's, shorts and, and flip flops. Yeah. And he, t- Jimmy Kimmel was like, hey, do you own a suit, man? And he goes, do you own a suit, man? <laughs> and he's wearing. And he's <laughs> fucking wearing a suit, you know. <laughs> oh god, I gotta check this out. Um. So yeah, obviously Boba was saved somehow to be in this tank. Um. We're probably gonna get a lot of flashbacks. Obviously, the biggest thing is because one thing I wanted to see in the Mandalorian is how he survived. Yeah. In the show. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't get that in The Mandalorian, so now that he's getting his own show, we should see that. Um, that's what I perf- bleh, preferably would want to see. Uh, and pretty much, I've gotten my notes here that we've said, like, he pretty much is, like, the, the crime boss of the Star Wars galaxy. The mm-hmm. Godfather, Scarface, whatever you want to fucking call him. He is running shit right now. Um how many characters do you think we could possibly... I think we could... A few returning characters. Cobb Van is one of them. I think he's one character we could see return into the show. Another is Mando himself. I believe we did hear his voice in one of the trailers from a few weeks back. Um, one character I would particularly like to see, and we've mentioned it before, I would love to see Omega show up in the Book of Boba Fett. Mm. But I feel like maybe they might save that. 
Maybe they might save that until like Bad Batch Season 2 next year. Uh, maybe introduce Omega into the Mandalorian. Who's or that Ahsoka? guy who's Boba Fett's number one nemesis? Number one nemesis. He's the fastest gun in the galaxy. I thought he was the fastest gun, or is Han Solo? No, um, that other bounty hunter. What the fuck's his name? He's he's an alien. It's not Greedo, is it? No, he's like, he's like the Clint East, He's like Clint Eastwood. Oh, Cobb Van. No, 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 no. Bane. Cobb Van. Cobb Van. Cobb Van. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got to show up. In the he's got to show up. In the very least, a flashback or something. Something. We got to see. Yeah, I think we, we've talked about him on the show, too. We think he should definitely return. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, Cobb Van, Cobb Bane. So many Star Wars na- characters have said so Corn Cobb, Cobb Cab. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Slob on my knob, you know. <laughs> yeah, Fetty Wap, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot going in there. Um, and Book of Boba Fett, we're going to be getting it into this month, the 29th. Which, by the way, because Disney premiered Hawkeye's episode one and two on Disney Plus, we're not getting the last episode on the 29th. Which, honestly, for what you and I do, you know, Vinny comes over by my place, we watch the episode, we, I set up, we sit down, we record, which honestly would be fine with me. Because I'm guessing you probably don't have that week off. You go and you, or you, you have the week off at Christmas. No, I definitely don't have the week off. Okay, so exactly. Like, I'll be working, but I'll only be working three hours. So mm. it, it's going to, like, because if the Book of Boba Fett first episode is like an hour, and if the last episode of Hawkeye is close to an hour, which they have been, mm-hmm. it's nice that they actually, for our podcast, they premiered the first two episodes. That way, it's in within a week of each other. Yeah. We get the last episode of Hawkeye one week, and then we get Book of Boba Fett, the first episode, the following week, which we're still getting content, Yeah, which is good for this podcast. Hey, what's good is we're seeing Andreas that uh, we're seeing No Way Home that Tuesday. Well, we're seeing him with him the twenty first. We're going to Sea Caucus. Yeah, for those of you who are live we in going for on this because me and you, me and you are going with our girlfriends on on the sixteenth. Yes, Andreas is an avid listener to us. Yes, he is. Listen, how do we not do? A podcast. Oh, wait, no. It's Thursday. Yeah, we're singing on the Thursday. Thursday. We'll be doing the podcast the Wednesday. The, the Wednesday after. The episode we put out will come out the day we're seeing it. And in fact, when we see Andreas, we'll be recording the following day. That's right. That's right. That's so right. between then, there, yeah, we won't, have any, out. we won't have any spoilers. That actually works out nice. Yeah, it actually does. And we'll give a disclaimer here that if you, re- if you are not going to be able to see Spider-Man No Way Home uh, the, we- the opening weekend... Don't uh, fucking listen to do, us until you watch it. This is the only time we'll ever say don't listen. Yeah. Because we we go into detail with the movies. Yeah, we spoiled, we spoiled Hawkeye Hawkeye episode three as soon as we started. Yeah, and if you didn't see Hawkeye episode three, well, what go are you Go fuck do? yourself. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Shit and a half for free. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, I think that's all the time we have. We're, we just hit about uh, a little over an hour there. Thank oh, you so good. much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Uh, we were- I'm happy. I just told everybody to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, that's the end of the show. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Uh, please be sure to be following us on social media at Fan Speculation, all one word on Twitter. Uh, fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram for any updates that we may have, any scheduling conflicts, whatever it may be. Follow us there. You will know the first, uh, first to know if you follow us. 
us. Uh, please be sure to be leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you can leave five stars. Download the podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, what did you think of Hawkeye Episode 3? Let us know on social media. Let us know what you think about Spider-Man's uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man getting three new movies after Endgame. Let us know what you think about the potential post credit scene, and let us know what your thoughts are going to be on the upcoming series of Book of Boba Fett. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. I am CJ Palmasano. I'm Vinny Carini. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.